0: This is Flo, my friend, I'm Jesus Sierra Crespo. Today my guest is Freediving World Champion Herbert Nietzsche. Herbert, welcome to the show. Thank you, hello. <laughs> Thanks for taking the time. Herbert, I've heard that you only train 10% of your competitors' training. Is that true? Uh, yes. Yeah. How do you pull that off, what do you do?
1: Well, uh, the reason was I had to because mm-hmm. I had a main job and it allowed very little time to train. Mm. So therefore, I had to find ways how to train more efficient and in less time, more.
0: Yeah, but uh, what do you do specifically that your competitors don't do, and that they take longer for them to train? What is it that you do? I think the main thing is analyzing
1: and training each separate link. Okay. For example, the muscles uh, in the gym, endurance, on the bike, ah, the breath okay. hold, on the couch <laughs> or in the plane, <laughs> In the pastime. <bus> time.
0: <laughs> and then you put it all together.
1: And then you put it all together for the dive. It just do oh. uh, the equalization, of course, a practice in, in the water, yeah. mainly. Yeah. Not only, but mainly, uh, but, may, uh, but also many times to very shallow depths, without air exhaling, so to simulate a greater depth, mm-hmm. so therefore I can do like 30 dives in one, one session, whereas you can only do one or two in deep dives in one session. Uh, okay. So training a lot more often in a short amount of time, and, and therefore I look more efficient.
0: It's more efficient. What is the most valuable skill to have to excel in free, dive, in, in free diving? The most valuable skill. The one that um, trumps the others.
1: <laughs> I think uh, in many regards, not only freediving yeah. is self-reflection. Self-reflection. That you know what the weakest link is. Yeah. And that you work on that. It's easy to say, but most people like to do something they're good at. Yeah. And like in freediving, we could take they, uh, people like to feel good and do something they can do good. But not to do something to practice something that they
0: are very bad at, and this yeah. is, this is the key yeah so for people that might not be familiar with free diving, can you describe how one of those very deep dives look like? How do you prepare? how do you go down? how's it like?
1: Um, I first well have a hard time to find out where to start because, <laughs> uh, where does the yeah. dive start? Does it start no, in mean, training? Just, does it start in the preparation? Yeah. Does it start with the food before? Yeah, no. Uh, I mean
0: the, the very day <laughs> that you are going to attempt one of those very deep dives, like how the, how does it look like when you're ready, you are almost going down, what do you do?
1: Um yeah, it also depends on what discipline, of course. Yeah. Um if you think about constant weight swimming down with fins the mm. main competition discipline um we have most competitions in yeah is um yeah yeah i would uh get up and do some breath holds on the couch maybe do some stretching of the diaphragm eat nothing before uh, even if the dive is in the afternoon i wouldn't eat at all just drink uh, maybe some lemon juice okay. because uh, that um, uh, keeps the body archaic and therefore ur- causes less urge to breathe. And then uh, try not to uh, get uh, your body going to much more metabolism. Don't do ex- any exercise. Try to stay as calm and peaceful as you can. And uh, while going there uh, to the dive location itself, I do some stretching while going there or being there, but stretching mainly the diaphragm. It's not the whole body, it's just maybe a little bit the muscles I would use, uh, the, the the thighs mm. and so on. Um, but uh, the main thing is about stretching the diaphragm. Because the problem is that once you go down, uh, the pressure gets bigger force, and then it's hard. The most limiting factor is getting the air out of your lungs to equalize with. So therefore, you need to be able to compress the lungs as much as possible to get most air out to equalize with. Okay. And therefore, you need a very flexible diaphragm and also not to get uh, internal bleeding in the lungs of the vacuum building up when going
0: deep. Okay. Where did you take your mind when you're going down? whatever discipline, no limits or whatever other discipline. What do you take your mind? What do you think when you're going down?
1: Um, I try to concentrate on what is at the moment essential and nothing Mm -hmm. else. Uh, So there is no room for any thoughts except this dive. So anything else what Mm -hmm. you usually drag around you uh, which all kinds of other thoughts about, uh, I don't know, your girlfriend, mm-hmm. uh, uh, money issues yeah. or other conflicts. No, when you dive, when I dive, there's nothing
0: else but the dive. Hmm. You're a former pilot, uh, mm-hmm. which is the, the checklist quintessential profession. <laughs> Has that background helped you in any way? In the
1: beginning I didn't know, I didn't realize, but uh, yeah, thinking about it and and going into it, yes it did. Because uh, it more or less formed me in a way that you always think of A, B, C, always a backup plan. And this is in, in aviation, this crucial, essential, that you always think of a contingency plan, always. And the same I did on diving, even though I thought that's a normal way everybody does. And uh, I found it more and more that not everybody does it.
0: That makes a difference to have a backup plan. Mm, it helps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, some years back, you suffered a severe episode of um, decompression sickness. I'm interested to know not only why and how it happened, but maybe you can go through it briefly, but I'm mm-hmm. more interested to know uh, how you manage your, your recovery what the doctor said, what you actually did, how was the process of recovering from that episode?
1: Well, initially I was very dependent on the doctors and the whole infrastructure with it, mm-hmm. uh, because I was uh, yeah, very, very far gone with the brain and the body. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I realized when coming back, initially, like only a little bit, I realized more and more that I need to take matters in my own hand, not Mm. uh, follow the standard procedures, how to uh, do rehabilitation, Mm. just trying to get back on on your own. And uh, this was, in the beginning, I thought, okay, that's good. And then I was like, "Mm, that must be good. And then I tried to convince the doctors. Of course, the doctors didn't want to hear that. Mm. And, then I gave up trying to convince the doctors quite quickly, and I did my own thing anyway, and made them believe I followed their routines initially, and then I just finally
0: quit. Totally, and you did your against thing against
1: their will because they wanted me to stay there to do continue to work the rehab, hmm. and everybody wanted me to stay there and to do continue. And at the moment, I thought, well, if everybody that I should do that, maybe they are right. Hmm. So I was doubting myself a bit. Um, but then I thought, no, stubborn as I am, I've always been stubborn in my competitions to do my thing. And uh, I, yeah, I thought I'll do it anyway. And then looking back, this was the best decision ever.
0: Wow. Well, I understand. They must be two different sources of enjoyment, but what gives you more overall satisfaction when you attempt one of those very deep dives or when you just dive for fun in shallow waters in your everyday <laughs> enjoyment? <laughs> well, I think
1: it's two different things. Yeah. Well, competition for me was always only a very, very small part of my free dive anyway. Hmm. Um, so Enjoying just the marine life uh, interacting uh, if it's diving on an ordinary reef mm. uh, uh, A shipwreck a case or whatever yeah. uh, uh, Turtles uh whales dolphins mm. sharks or you name it yeah. and uh, I think this is uh, Nice to experience to be part of integrated, but also it is uh, like when you see all those things, if the vision is of course that you see all those things. Whereas the, if you do competition, the vision is purely inside. So you focus and the vision goes inside to check that everything is all right and nothing is outside. It's all more about like introversion, right?
0: Yeah. How do you assess risk when you do those dives? Do you get to the point of actually like quantifying the probability of something going wrong? Do you, like for example, there is an X probability of, of, course. of something going wrong, but do you quantify, do you get to this point of, in your head, having the number?
1: <laughs> well, a that number? Well, not number, it's hard to give numbers to yeah, risk, I know, I know, it's course. just a
0: statistical probability. But, um, but yes, of course, I, I
1: take uh, in consideration how likely some risk is going to happen really. Yeah. And, uh, it's you have to you not taking any risk is impossible because even if we just walk outside the street while we hit we had lightning or a a stone falling from a roof or something or even worse a car accident which happens yeah i don't know i think 1.2 million a year wow um um, yeah diving of course there are other risks and uh From the outside, yes, it looks like it is a big risk, but when you know what you're doing and you do everything to minimize those risks, it's not dangerous at all.
0: Mm.
1: Do you ever have fear when you are about to go down? There's no place for that. You don't? You can't, because once there's fear or any form of anxiety, even a little little bit is impossible because you have to be absolutely relaxed to be able to perform to maximum. Because any anxiety, uh, adrenaline, causes to use more oxygen. Mm. And therefore, you can't go. No place for fear in free diving. So, of course, in training there is. Maybe there is a place for doubt, there is place even for fear, mm. in the very, very beginning. Not fear, I wouldn't call it fear, I would call it more discomfort.
0: Mm. Uh, but uh, that's the challenge to overcome. How do you overcome that when, when it appears? How do you manage that funk when you you start feeling that fear might be knocking on the door? What do you do to dissipate that?
1: Well, you try to push to come overcome your comfort zone. Hmm. For example, when the train in the past days, I trained in the lakes, hmm. which were damn cold, bad visibility, very dark, a very spooky environment and i found it's always a lot more difficult to adapt to get comfortable in lakes than the sea so in the lake uh, it took me a week to get comf- comfortable in the in the sea it almost takes almost me two days hmm. but in lake it's like you go down it's spooky yeah. it's dark <laughs> it's cold and yeah. but then you. Try okay okay I okay, can do it anyway and then slowly but sure you increase whatever and uh, then you start maybe maybe it's not that bad and yeah next maybe maybe it's good oh sure. uh, it is good and then you start to feel comfortable with this spook environment and this challenge to overcome that that you actually. Uh, Find the whole stuff not spooky but more mythical. Hmm. Nice, nice, and uh, yeah, hmm. this is yeah slowly but sure a way to overcome. Hmm. I think many people have have like uh, fears that they accepting not to overcome. Hmm. Um, like it's uh, almost like uh, I'm claustrophobic, so I can't handle. Uh, I'm fear of heights; uh, I can't handle it, but if people would just try a little more a little more, they would easily overcome most of the fears
0: and go to the other side of fear. <laughs> what are the biggest uh, Herbert mistakes that beginners make when they approach free diving, something that you see over and over again beginners do would you say um, like not necessarily I'm not, I don't mean like in a technical side I mean. Like yeah. the way they approach free diving. Well, I see that they
1: actually quite often in the beginning that people are way too excited. Mm. It sounds very simple, but uh, also using uh, your muscles, your body more than you need, they They would need to do. to mm. use their muscles more than they would need to. Yeah. For example, if you are in in the open sea, you hold a rope and you, you try to counteract the the waves that put your body position off. If you are afraid, maybe you just hold on and go with the waves. But if you're not, you you just if you look at people underneath the surface, you will right away see who's a beginner and who is not. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. And when the 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 reason how to become good very quickly is to be calm because it's not about taking in more oxygen it's about using less and how to use less being efficient not to move move any muscle unnecessarily
0: what advice would you give to that younger diver that wants to that wants to make a name for himself in the freediving world, a young diver that wants to, that wants to do well <laughs> in freediving. What advice would you give to these people? Um, it's Even though
1: I didn't go this route, I think it's very good uh, to make a course in freediving that you don't uh, make mistakes that are unnecessary, that, that prolong your, your success. Uh, rate. I mean that. Um, yeah, you, you you learn like a, a little bit of path of where to go, uh, how to increase your performance. Mm. But at the same time, uh, there's not one path. There's uh, then you soon have to find your own, own way too. Mm. And then it's not like uh, following someone is not going to give you a maximum performance. Following two is probably better, but just trying to to get the best out of both or even more. But in the beginning, as I said, I think it's, it's easier and quicker to learn from somebody than trying to experience all by yourself in the very beginning. But then it's also very important to listen to your own body. And this is, I think, the major brand most people that they can't listen to their own
0: body. Lack of self-awareness. Yeah. What divers do you admire, uh, from present times or from the past? Um, it's, um,
1: well, I met Beato uh, Belezade in Martinique. Mm. He's a great guy. I met him uh, now and then here and only there. Mm. And we also, we had great conversations. So it's not only that I wouldn't admire a diver because of his diving signals only, but I would maybe like a person mm. more for the whole package, yeah. not just the diving side of it. Mm. So other divers, I, I know better, some and not as good. Mm. And um, like um, in some I met, he briefly he died. Hmm. Um, who did a big milestone free diving, all the doctors didn't tell, uh, told him not uh, not to dive, he will die, diving deeper than 50 meters. Well, <laughs> a little
0: bit <laughs> now, yeah. a bit hmm. What is the best decision uh, not to do something that you've ever made? It, it doesn't have to oh. be, it doesn't have to be necessarily in about free diving can be anything in life. The best decision not to do anything. My best decision was not to stay
1: in the rehab center. Mm. And this was also a very difficult decision for me, um, but it was the best one. Mm.
0: Uh, what are you most proud of that most people don't know about? Um, I can tell. I I understand. Uh, And what are you most grateful for in recent years? Sorry? What are you most grateful for? Something that you feel thankful. Yeah. Um,
1: Well, of course, um, coming back uh, after the accident, the rehab, uh, initially the predictions from the doctor's prognosis were not good at all. And uh, luckily, I succeeded all of them. Mm. And um, it's good to be able to walk again.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And every last question, Herbert. If you could have a short conversation with your 20-year-old self, what would you tell you? What advice would you give to the 20-year-old um, Herbert? Buy some stocks from Apple. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Apart from that <laughs> <laughs> um, no um, um, nothing comes to mind I think uh, I wouldn't necessarily make anything different hmm. uh, yes, because of uh of course you have some doubts of where to go when you're young uh, education or whatever hmm. and uh, but in the end.
0: Everything went out fine. Everything went out fine, yeah. Herbert, thank you very much. Thank you. It's been a great pleasure. And uh, take care down there. (laughs) (laughs) See you. Thank you very much. See you next time.